1: everybody to another edition of how good is rugby league my name is michael corbin and i am joined as always by emmanuel emmanuel how good was the weekend footy is back <laughs> how good is rugby league i know it's a bit cliche to say it but my weekend was enjoyable i got to sit at home and watch almost all eight
0: games and thoroughly enjoyed all the action Michael, I was very concerned about that stoppage. There's no stoppages allowed during play. Don't you know the rules anymore? (laughs) Um, Yeah, footy's back, and it was absolutely incredible. Uh, Awesome weekend, some very exciting games. A bit of situation normal. Did you know that seven of the eight top eight teams from last year won in the first round? And the only reason the eighth didn't win is because they were playing another top eight team. So uh, situation normal the usual suspects uh, up there again, Um, and we actually got to see the rule changes that we heard so much about over the off-season in practice in round one.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of them. Um, Namely, the one that I think uh, we've seen the most is the changes to the video ref system. Now, the way it works now is that when a try is scored, if the refs think that it is a possible try, they'll just send it up as a try. And the players who's taking the conversion for the try will set up as normal. And in the time that the player has uh, is setting up, the video ref will be reviewing. And if they still have not come to a decision, they will say, hold up, you're not kicking the goal yet. We're still reviewing. And we saw it a couple times on the weekend where a player is lined up to kick the ball because the try is awarded, go for the conversion, and the try has been uh, reviewed and then disallowed and the players have to return back to the game, basically. And it's a bit odd because I, I saw it in the Roosters game specifically, Tedesco was lining up to take a kick all our players were back behind our in-goal line at the other side of the field. Manly players were behind their in-goal line. And then all of a sudden, it's Manly's ball on the 20-metre line, and both teams have to run back. What do you think?
0: I'm mixed. I, I like the idea of getting away from what we had last year, where we slowed the game down Um, by having the stoppage, we have the video referee review it, they watch every ankle, or the bunker as it's called now, watch every ankle, and we sit there, and there's dead time during the game. I'm not so keen on the idea of celebrating uh, a great try, Um, we celebrate, we go through all the emotions as fans, as players, the opposition goes back, resets, and you have this huge break in play anyway, and then you could be called back, because it's a no try. Now, my issue becomes, what if this is the last, it's the usual question, what if this is the last five minutes of a grand final, okay, and the team scores and, you know, it's all going well, and then it gets called back. And these are the situations I think it's a great way to cover for the fact that the bunker takes its time in making decisions by having game play continue. But at the end of the day, if they're still going to take a long time to review it, I'd rather not waste time my energy and time celebrating a try that might not be a try i don't think i don't think it's it's the the great solution i think it sort of deflects and detracts from the from the bunker taking its time to make a decision i also am a bit concerned about the the bunker being under less scrutiny because game is the gameplay is continuing
1: yeah. Um. The other, and the other, the other thing is, like, while they're reviewing it, we're actually not seeing what they're doing. That's, so what, most I mean. of the, that's yeah, what I mean. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, it's it's inconspicuous at the moment. It's like, oh, they've reviewed this, reviewed this. At this point, oh, and now we're just checking this little thing. Hold up, let's check it a bit more. Yeah. And we haven't already seen what they're reviewed. So yeah, they're they're going under a bit cloak and dagger, if you ask me. Yeah. Um, but
0: this and this, but this is an overall theme from the NRL this season and last, and it's not so much uh let's improve the decision making process it's let's hide the decision making and do it in the interest of game time so bringing in the six again um there's less scrutiny on why the six again happened they never go back and say did they get that call right and it's entirely at discretion and this reduces the scrutiny further so i don't think um it is the it's not perfect i i I like the idea of the game continuing but the practical side of it, when you see uh, play being uh, called back and having to reset and to no try, and the scoreboard for the Roosters game, I think it went from thirty-four-four down to thirty points to four, and I'm like, this is just ridiculous. Yeah,
1: I agree. It is like as you said, it's a good idea. Execution, I still don't think is quite there. Uh, might need some tinkering, and we know the NRL loves changing rules mid-season anyway. So yeah. I could see them, I could see them moving, uh, fiddling with this a little bit. Another rule that's come in is uh, when a ball gets kicked dead now or a ball goes into touch, it is no longer a to play the ball to the opposite team. Yep. Uh, we've talked about how the scrums are dying, you know, the, uh, but we saw in the grand final that incredible scrum play from 70 metres out yep. where Pappenhausen took it the length of the field. Um, scrums still have a part in this game if you know how to use them well. And being able to pick where you put the scrum on the field allows you to play both sides of the field, gives your attacking team a it, it, bit of an advantage. It creates advantage. the space. It if, does. If it we're does.
0: talking about creating space and letting the middlemen flourish, yeah. having the scrum physically gets rid of the 12 biggest players on the field so that the backs have all this room and all this speed. And um, I think there is still a place for scrums. I think that the NRL is hopeless with them. Um, just they, they look like a farce. They are a farce, but if, we, if we're if we trying to create space and opportunities and we want to see some exciting tries, there are so many great um, scrum-based try moves where it's literally, as you said, goes through the back line. Um, you mentioned the one last year's grand final. I can think of one... Um, The 2016 grand final Cronulla scored this great one From a a Trump Ben Barber I think it was And I think Milford In 2015 grand final Scored a try Off a scrum At their own end So There's there's certainly been um, Some great scrum tries Um, It's one of these rules uh, I think it's just to look like They're doing something
1: I guess I guess their thought is that most of the time the ball goes dead. It's or the ball goes in goal, so uh, out of bounds. It's normally you know a, a long kick from you know the thirty or forty meter line that a player is trying to kick it out, and they want to speed up the ball, uh, play the ball. You're not going to be throwing the ball, uh, you know, long cut out passes on your own ten meter line, uh, and that's that's the reason it will speed up the play of the game. Uh, another another rule. Aimed at speeding up the play of the game, um, yeah, I, I still like scrums, especially in like the attacking. Like when you're on your twenty main line, you set that scrum up, heart like right in the middle of the field. You got three play, three backs either side, and you got your halfback sweeping around. It's it's so dangerous. You have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah, uh, I still think there is a play uh, a place for scrums in our game. I'm I'm all right with this rule. It's it's fine. I don't think it's going to detract too much from the competition.
0: No, no.
1: Uh, The other rule, I'm going to coin this the Greg Inglis rule, two-point field goal. We didn't see it on the weekend.
0: Now, the Greg Inglis rule, if I may say so, actually overturns the Eric Sims rule from 1971. It does. Um, So the (laughs) two-point field goal was out, and the one-point field goal is in, and now the two-point field goal is back outside the 40-meter. Yep. Do we need it? Do we really need it? Uh, It's it's one point. Like, it's it's the way you can tell. Like, how many... It's it's a distinguishing point for a field goal, right? It's the only odd, it's the only sorry, only even numbered, sorry, no odd. It's the only odd numbered way to score points in a game of rugby league.
1: I think I think the reason they've brought it in is games are tied. Say it's eighteen all. Team gets a penalty in front. They take the two. You're down five. You're down. There's five minutes left. It still gives you an opportunity to get back into the game without having to score a try or get a penalty. And I think that's the reason uh, it's been put in place. Now a forty meter forty meter field goal is not an easy kick. Um, you could probably count on the number of uh, count on one hand the number of that have happened last in last season. Uh, they're normally a bit closer in, so it's it's a decent shot if you can hit it. I'm
0: all right with rewarding it with a few more points. Okay, I have two comments for you. Yep. The first one is we've introduced the six again rule, so there's less penalty less penalty goals in the game. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. The opportunity for the team to score two points and go two points ahead with a penalty goal is not there like it used to be. True. Okay. The second point is, if you want it to be interesting, then why have it from only forty out where it's so difficult to get to anyway? You might as well do it in the last five minutes of the game. It becomes a two point thing mm. uh, instead I don't of distance. Well, because the distance, Corbs, if it's that hard to do, it's like rewarding
1: 40-20. a forty twenty. It's but a harder kick. You get the ball back if you
0: kick it out at that point. Okay, but if you're kicking it from forty meters out with five minutes to go and you don't get it, it's a seven tackle set. So you—that's that's yeah, that's the risk not, you're it's, taking. It, it's not—it's a rule change. That's how many times are going to be used this season? Do you think? Oh,
1: look, I, I can't. It, the amount that'll go over is probably very few. Yeah, but when it does happen, I think it'll it, it, and it, and it forces golden point or it puts a team up. Uh, you know, one team's up by one and a, a team kicks a forty meter field goal. And they win the game. I think I think that's when we're going to see the benefits of it or whether we... Too, uh, I think it's too early to tell whether we like it or not because we haven't seen it yet. Um, so yeah, this, one, this one's a wait and see for me. Uh, I would like to see it happen at some point. Uh, like I said, there's very few players who could even kick a 40-meter field goal.
0: Yeah. No, you're right. Okay. Uh, another rule change, which might actually lead into a, a separate topic, is this one where the trainers call... Um, A player is down and play needs to be stopped. That player has to come off and an interchange has to be used. Now, we saw this take place in the Roosters game when Jake Friend went down. We also saw it in the Souths game when Tom Burgess uh, was injured in the last five minutes of that game. And because Souths had run out of interchanges, they were down to 12 men. So uh, I'm wondering what the firstly, what are your thoughts on the rule? Secondly, what are the implications? Do you think going forward in terms of the operation of the interchange? Okay,
1: the, it's it's tough. I think if a player is down, it it really depends where the player is down. If they're in the middle of the play, I think play should stop. But if they're 40 meters back or they're outside of the play and the player's not going to go anywhere near them, I can't I can't justify stopping the game to let that player. You know, unless it's like a really serious injury where you could tell someone is like drastically hurt, right? Like I'm talking like compound fractures or yeah. like a bad spinal injury yeah. or something like that. But
0: the ref still has the discretion,
1: and they do, of course, yeah. they do. And look, we've we've seen the incident with Thomas Burgess the other night where Southgate left with 12 men. That's happened before, and that's that's more down to you know that in the last five minutes someone could get injured and. Uh, Wayne Wayne is a good coach I'm not, but like some coaches will leave one up their sleeve because they know they won't use their full interchange because they know that there is a possibility that someone gets taken from the field that, that's been happening for years when someone gets injured or gets an HIA they have to come from the field and if you don't have an interchange it's just too bad yeah yeah I think I think where like if there's foul play obviously if there's foul play you don't get charged the interchange I'm pretty sure yeah, if it goes on report. Yes, yes. If it goes on report. So the Thomas Burgess incident was, you know, a friendly fire. I think Benji kneed him in the back accidentally. And, you know, I don't think Melbourne should be punished for that or, like, South should get an extra interchange for that. Injuries happen.
0: Yep. That's Correct. Uh, a couple of other rules that have been introduced this season is obviously the expansion of six again generally. yep. Um, we're going to see more of um, six agains this year, which is probably good, but again, no scrutiny on the decisions and how do refs use them. We don't really know, and it really varies from ref to ref. Um, the other one is um, that a handover will be ordered when a player does not make a genuine attempt to play the ball correctly with their foot, or as we call it, the Andrew Fafita rule. <laughs> um, introduced purely for a player that didn't play on the weekend um, and then penalties for teams if they leave a scrum before a referee calls break so in my head I'm kind that, of like well, is that a
1: differential penalty or is it a normal it's penalty? it's
0: changed to a normal penalty okay. it was previously it differential. was it? Okay. Yep. Um, but that's an interesting one because obviously they want the players to stay in there and not break early Yeah. but at the same time they don't want the opportunity for the backs to have more space by reducing the number of scrums.
1: Also, like we started seeing it a lot last year where teams were actually holding the ball at the back of the scrum and hoping teams would break early to draw the penalty. Yeah. I reckon we're going to see a lot more of that.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, okay, so there are the rule changes covered, and yeah. we'll see how they pan out over the course of the season. No doubt you will have a rant or two. As we move forward. Uh, what else is on your agenda this, for this week, Corbs?
1: Uh, some of the big, the big news out of this week is that Joseph Suwali has been given an exemption to play. Uh, and he's not 18 yet. Now, <laughs> big, big story. Everyone's up in arms. Everyone who's not a Roosters fan is up in arms. Typical Roosters, they get all the exemptions. They get all the all the benefits of the NRL uh, he hasn't even been named in our squad this week and i can't see Robo naming him unless we have an injury last week i said that i was like i didn't really care if he was named or not i don't think we need him this season but the luxury is there
0: what are your thoughts ah <sighs> I'm very cynical, naturally. Naturally, because <laughs> it's naturally, the roosters. Yeah. Uh, I'm even more cynical because the articles come out the day after approval saying South laid the groundwork for this decision. Um, Michael <laughs> Chambers is reporting the Sydney Morning Herald that South laid the groundwork, they arranged everything, blah, 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 blah. Um, at the end of the day, it frustrates me. It frustrates me because what's the point of having the rules? I get he's talented. At the same time, we're going to see his talent at some point anyway. What is the point of accelerating it? And if the Roosters don't want to use him, then why did they do it? I'll tell you why they did it. Because if they need him in an emergency in, say, five weeks' time, they don't want the drama of the Roosters got away with it to happen because they know it creates a drama because it is unfair that they get away with it. It's it's two exemptions for them in the space of eight months. Sonny Bill last year and Suwali this year. And, you know, it's just... It rakes. Okay. Now, the
1: rule was brought in uh, a fair few years ago when uh, Shane Richardson took over at the NRL, uh, was doing work for them, and he was in charge of youth and development, and he put in the rule, and I'm not really sure why. Now, we've seen a lot of people come into the NRL age 17 and thrive, right? Uh, I'm going to name a few. Andrew Eddinghausen, Laurie Daly, Mitchell Pearce, Jason Tamalolo, Israel Folau, Carmichael Hunt. Now, the last two have had the issues off-field, whatever, but they were stars when they were playing. Uh, Brad Fittler as well. There's inc- there's an incredible list of players who have all come into the NRL at age 17 and been extremely successful. Michael,
0: Brad Fittler debuted 30 years ago. Yeah. It's not a comparable game. Okay, Tamalolo wasn't that, far, wasn't that long ago, though. Okay, but he is a huge... Bustling once in a generation forward. Who can it? it I'm I'm saying that that I, I'll tell you why the rule was brought in. Rule was brought in because the under twenties comp was there, yep. okay, and, the, and which the, is no longer which there. is no longer there ridiculously. But the, the intention was that the players should all be playing in that comp from the age from uh, and that's the comp that they can aspire to go to from under eighteen years of age. Yeah. Okay, that comp's gone. It doesn't mean that all the rules. Like, I think the comp was good. I think the under 20 should come back. I agree. And the 18-year-old rule should be in place. If we're saying if we're saying the players don't properly develop until they're 20, 22, okay, and we're saying that, that physically they don't they don't hit their straps until 22 or even more, I just don't understand why this kid should be thrown in at 17 regardless of his talent. Like he can go to rugby union. You know, no one watches it anyway. He'll come to league. That was that's 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 the reason why they sped up the
1: exemption was the fear that he would go to union if he wasn't given uh, wasn't
0: made eligible to play. Nathan Cleary is, what, twenty-two? Yep. He's played 101 first grade games. He debuted in the NRL at the age of 18. Yep. You can pick up your experience quite quickly. He's hitting his straps now. And Nathan Cleary was a prodigy coming through. I get it, but
1: I just I I I I didn't care that he was named I didn't care that he was made eligible like it's it's nice for the roosters to have that star you saw it, like if you've been watching the uh, the North Sydney Bears they've been destroying teams with him and Sam Walker um he has the talent to compete in first grade even even South players last year were saying this kid, kid could be playing at age 16 like he's that talented he's that good um it's a money grab for the NRL. I understand it. This guy's going to draw eyes to the TV the moment he sets on the field. So, I think that's the reason. I think that's solely the reason, and they didn't want to lose him to Union.
0: Yeah. Um. Still on your club, Jake Friend. Yeah. It's it's it's.
1: Yeah, we've had a we've had a lot of uh, concussion related issues the last couple of years with Kiri, uh, Cordner and now Jake Friend, who's had multiple concussions over the last few years. And I thought Jake had... Jake. This is probably Jake's last year anyway. And, yep. you know, Sam Veros is here waiting. Uh, he's not quite ready to return from an ACL injury. But he's going to take the reins regard like, very soon anyway. I think this was Jake's last swan, last swan song. And it might be cut short early. I just... I don't see the need to bring him back if it's going to jeopardise his long his health in the longevity.
0: Yeah, um, that's a tricky one. I mean, obviously the the Roosters are handling it quite well, um, but I, I think it, it comes to a point, and we discussed this last year, last year with Corden's future as well, um, about where the, where this all goes, and there's obviously some long term impacts that. The, that this could have on the game, which I feel like we are already seeing to an extent. And the rule changes, and I was thinking because obviously this was discussed a lot over the weekend. um, but the you know the rule changes are all about talk of letting that middleman thrive and and trying to speed up the game. And I feel like in the part of this, part of this whole approach from the NRL to open the game up, let the middleman thrive, is to get rid of the opportunity. For these big tackles and 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 the, the chances of concussion to occur, um, the, the, there's been a lot of talk about speeding things up, getting rid of the three man tackles and, and making them two man tackles, um, and I, and I feel like that the concussion, um, and the and the issue of concussion might be on the minds of the people making the rules in the background. I don't think it, it, it's entirely part of what they're doing, but I, I feel like that they're trying to find a way, um to lessen the impact. I mean, we've seen already. The game looks more like touch football now.
1: Yeah, of course it does.
0: And I like
1: I th- there's the science out there. There's the science out there that concussions are not good for you long term. No. And he was we, convulsing. He was yeah, he was in he was not in good shape. People thought at first that he'd broken his jaw it looked yeah looked that bad. Um yeah, I the yeah, the difference between Friend and Cordner is Friend has about four or five years in age on Cordner. Yeah. Whereas Cordner's twenty eight this year. I think he's twenty turning twenty nine this year and Jake's turning thirty three or thirty four. So like Jake's at the end of his career, boy, it's a bit earlier, and it's unfortunate to see things like this happen. Um, yeah, I I don't know if we'll see Jake Friend play again. I think I think he will see he's just had a kid, I think he will see that. Uh, to maintain his future health, he needs to step away from the game. Yeah, life after footy. Yeah, life exactly. after footy. Exactly. And the Roosters exactly. will look after him. And the Roosters, like he will have a job at the Roosters like most people who have been at the club their whole lives uh, will. He's he's never played for another club. And we will take care of him. Yeah. What else did you like on the weekend? I really, 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 really liked the Melbourne Storm. Yeah, they that first uh, that first ten fifteen minutes, they set the standard for the season. Ryan Pappenhausen, uh wants that Origin number one. He wants that jersey that Tedesco has been holding for for a while now. Yeah, you can tell that you know he's knocking on the footstep. He's he's chasing him down, and Melbourne were really strong. They haven't lost a beat, even with Cameron Smith miss like retiring. Uh, Harry Grant not in the side. They look phenomenal. Uh, and last week we said, can, can you can't count Melbourne out, regardless of if, if Craig is there, if Bellamy is there. They're going to be so well coached and so in tune with each other that they're
0: just going to be a good team, regardless. Yeah, they were they were unreal, and we saw it on Thursday night. We saw it on Friday night. The um, the score blowout. Uh, and then the team come back. So Melbourne were up um, ridiculously. And then Brisbane were up. The Parramatta chased them down. And I think this is going to be something that we just seen these games. And, and these big deficits of three or four tries are possibly going to be the new normal. And then given the rules and the momentum, the good teams will do the chasing down. Yeah. Um, possession is key. And... Yeah, I think I think it's become every, a possession game. Every team who won
1: uh, one possession on the weekend won the game. Yeah, which is which is normally what happens. South did have a really good last sixty minutes of the game. I thought it was a fairly even game after that. It was just a hot start from Melbourne, um, and yeah, I this game is momentum has always been a big factor, but now with the new rule changes, once you get a flow on and one team starts doing a lot of attacking, uh, a lot of defending, they're going to get a lot more tired because the play of the ball and the speed of the game is so fast that they're continually backing off and continually have to find their ground. You can see these... and, And we saw it a little bit last year as well. The good teams and the fit teams are really going to capitalize on this new rule. And it's one of the reasons why I thought Parramatta started really slow this week. We said last week that Parramatta... Didn't really adapt to the rule changes last year, and I think that first half they didn't either. Um, and it took them a while to find their footing. I actually tweeted out that if uh, what's the coach's name? Brad Arthur. Brad Arthur. If Brad Arthur uh, doesn't um, doesn't manage to fire up his guys, uh, he's going to have the seat warmers on on the way home because that uh, losing to Brisbane on opening night. Uh, would not be not be a good sign for the uh, Parramatta Eels.
0: Yeah, and a, and a good start for Parramatta because something we addressed last year. They were put in a situation they had to find their way out of it. They didn't control the terms, and they managed to do that. So well done to them. Now, Michael, before we preview this week's tips, uh, this week's games, and give our tips, last week how'd you go? Uh, I got a seven. So did I. Yeah. So for all your talk, for all your talk, we ended up on the same amount. But I'd like to give a shout out to Nick Saturis, um long-time listener and loyal friend of both of ours, uh, who tipped a perfect round yep. and, might I point out, in doing so, had to tip against his own dragon. So, loyalty is dead in rugby league. Um, but I guess you know what he made the right decision. Yeah,
1: your brother. I thought your brother was going to end up with a perfect round, but he stupidly tipped the dragon. So he yeah. clearly doesn't listen to the podcast. No, he doesn't. Opinions. He doesn't. And with any <laughs> luck, he won't
0: actually be listening to you call him stupid. So, um, but yeah. So well done to Nick. Um, and obviously, you failed on two fronts with Paul, his son, who supports Newcastle, and uh, who did not pick the round. So um, yeah. Now let's get into this week. Yeah. Thursday yeah. night. Eels host Melbourne at Bank West. Both last start winners. Uh, the Storm are unchanged. From both teams are unchanged. unchanged. Yep. Well, there you go. Who you
1: got? I have Melbourne winning this one. I would like to point out that <laughs> Papa uh, Isaiah Papali'i for Parramatta off the bench was absolutely incredible. He When he came on, he finished the second half as well. He... Uh, led their go forward on that right side and thought he, I just thought he was fantastic. Para have done this weird thing where they've switched the halves over to try and help Dylan Brown's kicking game because he's a right footer and right footer should be on the right side of the field. Mitchell Moses is also a right footer, so I don't quite get it, but <laughs> um, it worked this game. They won. Let's see how it goes in the future. I still think, though, how can you tip against Melbourne when they came out like they did on Thursday night?
0: Yeah. It's another typical season. Tip against the storm at your peril, as we both, or well, as I learned last week. Um, okay, early game on Friday night. The Warriors, last start winners, hosting the Knights, also last start winners. Uh, this game is the early game on Friday, and and Aitken is out for about 8 to 10 weeks, Corbs uh, with a ankle sprain. His place is taken by Pompey. And Jack Murchie is named in the reserves. For Newcastle, it's the same team who got the job done in round one with Connor Watson to start at lock after coming off the bench last week.
1: Yep. Uh, Connor Watson actually filled in at 5'8 when Kurt Mann went off. Uh, Kurt Mann's actually really lucky to be playing. He The initial fear was that he had an tear. Uh It was going to be out for like five to eight weeks or something like that. But... Uh, scans today actually revealed that it's just a bone bruise, and he's actually eligible to play this week. So he's been named at six, like last week, and Connor Watson, who uh, was named to start last week, ended up going to the bench, and I thought he was probably going to finish out the last 60 anyway. But uh, I like Watson at 5'8", because uh, I like Watson at lock, because one of Newcastle's problems is they're very... Center or they they all they do is attack up the middle and they can never get the ball out to their wings, all right? And what Watson does is it gives you that playmaking uh, luck that we've seen so many times. You know uh, the Roosters do it, Cam Murray does it for the uh, for the Rabbitohs, uh, and I, I think it just gives them a little bit more uh, spark, yeah, more spark, they're more dynamic in attack. Yeah. So I think it's a good move from them. This one's actually should be a really good game. The Warriors were really good on the weekend. Uh, they played incredibly straight and just direct and went straight at straight out the Titans. All well, the Titans are a bit disappointing. Um Warriors were really, really good. They're gonna miss Aiken, who was uh, quite solid on the weekend. But yeah, I it was a really tough one for me. I think I've gone the Knights.
0: Okay. I'm gonna go with the Warriors again. Backed mm-hmm. them last week. Did the job for me. Um, I thought they're impressive too. Good in defense, yeah. I think an attitude seems to be a really good thing there. Um, since Todd Payton took over midway through last year. So I'll stick with them. Now, big game, Friday night. Titans host Brisbane. Um Little Brother versus Big Brother. Little brother versus Big Brother. Both little teams. brother had had all the laughs for the last little while. Yeah. Um so David Fafita played last week despite being in hospital during the week with an infection. Uh, so he'll come out uninterrupted in this one. I thought Brisbane were pretty good. Milford and Croft were combining well. Um, a bit of They found some space um, with the ball and there, there were good signs there. Um, but it's going to probably take a while to convince me. I just,
1: yeah, look, to blow a lead like they did is... A troubling sign, if you ask me. Yeah. Um, it just shows that they don't have that resolve. Look, they were down to 15 minutes by the end of the game. Um, Milford looked good, but then when the game was on the line, uh, there was about eight minutes left, and he put in this chip and chase from, like, his own 40, and Parramatta got the ball in a great field position. I'm like, why, why are you trying this? Get the ball down into their end, make them work it out of their end goal instead of trying the trick play that barely ever works. I just... There's things that annoy me like that where I'm like, you need to stop doing that for this team to be successful. Um, they're still missing, you know. Payne Haas is obviously still out with, uh, with suspension. Um, I think, I think the Titans should win this. They are the better team, and yeah, they they show off at this game. They know the pressure of beating Brisbane. They they want to show up their big brothers. So yeah.
0: Yeah, and um, the good thing is that. Coates is back after that crazy, crazy um, neck position he got himself yeah, into yeah. last that's week, very, very and ugly. is Asiata back too? Asiata's playing, I believe. Yeah. yeah, so and that's good signs because just don't want to see that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I've got the Titans. I think they'll be too strong. Yeah. In this one.
1: Agreed. All right. Next game we have the Bulldogs versus the Panthers. Three o'clock Saturday, Arvo. I actually really like this game. Yeah, 3 um, o'clock
0: Saturday, Bank West. It's a nice, um, yeah, nice. Bank West. Oh, yeah, because dogs aren't playing it anymore, are they? Correct. So Jeremy, Jeremy Marshall King is back from a foot, and Dates' spot on the bench has been taken by him. Uh, Raymond Fatala-Mariner has been promoted to the starting side, and Corey Waddell um, goes to the bench. Uh, for Penrith. it's unchanged. Yeah. They were impressive last week. They were. They uh, were. Cowboys' defense was
1: really good in the first half, and yeah. Penrith just stayed the ship, kept on attacking, kept on attacking, and second half came around, and the Cowboys were exhausted, and Penrith just capitalized. Cleary, is, yeah. Cleary was incredible. I thought he
0: was awesome. His running game was very, very good last week. Yeah. Just sort of cut through the middle. Yeah. Um, you went to straighten up the attack
1: yeah. at the perfect times and pick the right gaps, and yeah, he was, he was brilliant. I thought Kyle Flanagan was really good in the first half against uh the they was last week the knights. knights um but that second half the handling errors by everyone especially the back three was just it was too much to overcome. The Nick Kotrick there, Marquee signing, dropped the ball four times coming out of his own end. Like you can't have that happening. Corey Allen dropped the ball a couple times as the bomb. Look, it was really wet. But this this is
0: reasons why you're gonna lose games like that.
1: Yeah, we need to catch
0: them. Exactly. Um yeah, I look I thought Flanningham was good as well, but this, for me Penrith. Yeah, oh,
1: yeah, easily Penrith. All right, next game we have Seagulls versus the Bunnies 5:30 Saturday afternoon. Like you said last week, it was lovely seeing two Sydney teams play afternoon football.
0: Oh, how good is it? And this uh, weekend we've got two of them. Yeah, exactly. Actually, I we've actually got no, we've got two of them. Sorry, Sorry, I thought the Roosters playing the Tigers on no. Saturday as well. No. This one, I actually just realized it was a lotto land, which... Um, okay. Manly. So, apparently, Des Hasler is being offered a contract extension. Um, which not... is really
1: funny, because
0: at the start of the week, like, Sunday, I heard his job was in jeopardy. Yeah. But who else are you going to sign? No. Um, South's last week, I thought every player that had never played for Souths before, was very impressive. I thought people that were already uh, had already played red and green I thought were more disappointing, except Latrell. I thought Latrell had an amazing game. Hold up, hold up. Are you counting
1: Josh Mansour, who has been dropped from this squad as playing good football? Because I thought he had a shocker on Friday no. on Thursday night. No, I was actually... I actually, I, I knew he, about and you'd mention mental yeah. I thought
0: Jai Arrow was very Jai Arrow impressive, was brilliant, and Host was quite impressive too. But he's been dropped anyway. So yeah, I must been watching. Host,
1: I thought Host wasn't that great. I thought when he came off and oh he uh, no he stayed on. But when Colomatangi came on, yeah, who I who he's now, now starting. That spot, yeah. That's he, when him and Arrow came on. That's where you guys started to get the ascendancy. Yeah, um, I think Cook needs to run more. Yeah. He had 11 um, run meters on the world on Thursday night. That's not enough. Now yeah. on the pole, oh, on the opposite, the trail master had 180 run meters. He was he was and awesome. He was fantastic. And there was only one other time last season where he had more run meters than that. Parramatta. I think it was against Manly. Okay. At one point. Yep. Um, Yes, but, yes. But it just shows you that, that that part of his game is developing and he's getting more involved, and that's what you want to see out of the trail.
0: Yeah, I don't know, and I don't think Benji does either, know what position he was actually playing on the weekend. <laughs> However, I thought um, Benji's presence on the field steadied the ship a bit. It, yep. it was just um, we scored a couple of tries just after he came on. Um, but yeah, like South's... South's um, Harves and Cook have a bit more work to do. They're, up the middle, we just looked so exposed. Melbourne carved us up. Um, obviously, Manly doesn't have the same quality of attack, and I, I'd hope that South's got a bit of a wake-up I also ball, don't but...
1: think they have the quality of defense if you no. saw mm. Abbott on the weekend. No, I know,
0: I know. <laughs> Colour Matangi is awesome to watch. I'm very excited that he's starting. Yep. Um, I thought Arrow is really good too, and I'm keen to see what he does over the next month. Manly, I watched that whole game, and can I tell you, they were woeful. Yep. Cherry Evans, if he makes up that percentage of my salary cap, <laughs> I would be handing in yeah. whatever membership I bought for the club because he, he is. You, you are investing a lot of money in the Trebojeviches and Daily Cherry Evans, and you need them to be on every week. Because the rest of the team is just... And honestly, Marty's a power too. Like, he was a marquee signing from the Tigers at the time. And they're just not doing enough. You can't... You saw you saw
1: what Adam Fanil blake did for the Warriors on the weekend and how important he was to their attack. You can tell Manly missed him severely. But Manley's spine... Like, Other than that pass from Foran, uh, which led to their only try... Their spine was terrible. Dylan Walker did not look comfortable at fullback. Lachlan Lamb got troubled him Cru- so many yeah. times with uh, that spiral bomb. Uh, I don't think he caught one of them. Uh, and Kiri's kicking game wasn't on in the like his long kicking game wasn't on. So like the Roosters didn't play a perfect game, and they still put up a big scoreline on them.
0: Yeah, just directionless and I, I don't know. I, if I if I'm a Manly fan, I'm. I'm not blaming the coach because the salary cap position of investing in Cherry Evans was before the you've, coach got
1: there. You've got almost you – know, you've got $3 million over three players. Yeah. That's
0: your problem. Yeah, I know. And it's, one, it's of them, to one, one of them one of them, them doesn't playing. play, what, a third of the games in a season? Yeah, exactly.
1: All right, next game. Oh, obviously we're both going south. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, next game, we got the Cowboys versus the Dragons. Now, this is the hardest game I think I – had to tip this week, yeah, uh, because I hate both of these
0: teams. Yeah, I think they're both terrible. Yeah, um, no one's asking you to tip based on love. The Cowboys are hosting St George. St George, I thought Cronulla played a really good game against them. Just you know, just played to the weather, played yep. to the conditions. Yeah, I thought the Cowboys were quite spirited in defence, but lacking in attack. Michael Morgan and Felt and and you know a couple of these older players. Are, just don't know what they're doing.
1: And uh, Todd Payton, first first week of the, on the job, calls out the captain. Their yeah. marquee player, Jason Tamalolo, says that he has some bad habits that he doesn't want his other younger players uh, to be taught. Uh, so maybe that lights a fire under his arse. Um, what does we... that
0: mean, Corpse? What does that mean? How do you interpret that? Uh, it's, it's really tough. Is it a is it a is it an actual attack on the captain or is it a? I'm going to play the captain he, less and see what the rest of you can do. I think he wants to hold
1: everyone accountable, and if he's holding the if he's holding someone who we we've always just shrouded with praise, Tamaloa, if he's carrying this team, if he's going up to him straight up, he knows that this team he expects so much better from this team. Um, if I was if I was Anthony Griffin. All I would be doing at training this week is getting kickers to kick the ball into the in-goal yep. and telling his players to either ground the ball or knock it out. Yeah, because I think you don't like Ben Hunt's soccer skills. No, no, no. Like, how many tries were scored because uh, the Dragons could not get the ball dead in the in-goal when Cronulla kicked it in there? Yeah, I know. It was basic fundamentals of football.
0: Uh, I just on St George, I thought Dufty's try was quite impressive. Oh, very impressive.
1: His speed is incredible. Yeah. One of the one of the better players to watch in open field. Yeah. Um, yeah. um so who are you going for? I'm gonna go
0: for the I think you're gonna tip the Cowboys up in Queensland. North yeah. Queensland. I'm going the Cowboys. They were underwhelming at home last year. Um new coach. I think they'll come away a bit relieved that they played Penrith in round one yeah. and now they can go home and play a dragon side that had a l- very wet game yep. on Sunday night, has to recover from that, has to contend with travel um, and then go hot and humid, hot and cold humid cold. weather. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's going to be a tough, tough, uh, tough trip. And
1: Cowboys' defence was, like we said, it was good. They held Penrith for uh, eight points in the first half, six points in the
0: first half. So yeah, it was a good effort defensively. Sunday afternoon football takes us to Campbelltown. The Tigers host the Roosters. Now, um, Adam Dewey is back from um, the shoulder charge suspension. Dane Laurie is at fullback. And Mo Zembai has been bumped to the bench. Russell Packer is relegated to the reserves. Um, Luke Brooks probably has to stand up a bit. I think it's just... How many times do we say it? Um, For... The Roosters, uh, we've mentioned Jake Friend. Uh, Angus Crichton, who was impressive last week, is also out suspended. Um, it's not going to be mentioned in the media, and it's obviously not going to be mentioned by you, even though you did say it. Luke Keery has a very ordinary kicking game. He's and not a good long kicker. He, yep. can, he can short kick. He, he's not a great long kicker of the ball. That's fine, but if you want him to be the dominant half of your team, probably needs to improve. Uh, and
1: I I'm sure he's working on it.
0: Yep. Uh, Freddie Lassik plays nine for you guys this week Yep. Um, and what about Brett Morris? This is an absolutely awesome stat is he is now moved to fourth all-time. on the all-time try scorers, clear fourth um, with 168 ty- uh, tries he's behind the great Ken Irvine who scored 212 tries, I'm pretty sure he played for Norths, Billy Slater on 190 and Steve Menzies on 180 so I don't know if Billy's um, numbers are attainable this year, but definitely Steve Menzies' record is within reach. Yeah. Uh, so well done to them. Who you got? Um,
1: I am going the Roosters. Obviously, I thought that they were very impressive on the weekend. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we're going to miss Crichton. Crichton was really good on that left edge. Um, I thought Lachlan, uh, Lachlan Lamb was solid. Like I had mentioned, his spiral bombs, like we haven't had that in a long time. Someone who can put up those kicks that just, uh, you see Cleary do it every so often. Milford, Milford can also hit him, and they're so devastating. Fullbacks have no idea what to do with them. Yeah, um, Yeah, our back line was just incredible. Tedesco, Tedesco, he, He he sees a threat in Ryan Pappenhausen and decided he'd score three tries of his own and have an absolute blinder of a game. For the Tigers, I think Dewey's really going to help them because what I noticed on the weekend was they just kept on going to that left side. And on that left side, you've got the Deleleuze and Kapoa. Now, Kapoa's a, a rookie winger. And on the right side, you have James Roberts and David Nofaluma who are both incredible finishers. And they didn't see the ball. Yeah. And the moment they did see the ball in the second half, they scored. Now, what Dewey will be able to do is he'll be able to get the ball out to that side, I think. Because they were so heavily leaning to that left side. and It was, it was so one-dimensional. The Raiders knew exactly what they were doing every time. Yeah. So, I think that's where the Tigers need to improve. They need to move the ball both sides of the field instead of continually going to that same side, which didn't have much success.
0: Yeah. I thought they were pretty good first half against... Canberra, but fell away from them. Tupanua, I thought was really impressive for you guys last week. Yeah, he's, um, he's, And he's, he looking at his forward pack. There's a lot of young blood, and it's probably going to fall on him and Taukei and probably Isaac Liu as well. Like there's a few of them, and Hargraves comes on just when you need him. But I loved how he got um, put on report last week. And it <laughs> uh, was an absolute. <laughs> it was not a penalty in the first
1: place, and it should definitely not. Have I been don't put really on know why, but
0: all well, I remember him. That, it's a contact sport, sir.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brilliant. Uh, what, what's a Roosters game about Hargraves not getting put on report for something silly? Exactly. Yeah. All right, next game. Last game of the round. We have the Sharks versus the Raiders. Uh, this is always a really tough game. Both teams are very gritty, big in the forward packs. Um, Canberra were very impressive in that second half. Um, I thought George Williams was really, really good. And Papaliki was fantastic as always. Uh Hudson Young also had a really good game for the Ford Pack. Uh yeah. in the in the Raiders. And he might keep Harawira and Naira out of that edge spot because he was fantastic there. Uh we mentioned the Sharks. They were they were also pretty good. I thought Chad Townsend was really solid uh leaving the ship and Matt Boylan looked really fit and sharp on attack. Uh, let's hope that he can stay healthy. Because if he's healthy, they have a shot at beating a few teams. Yeah. And could be a little bit of a surprise this season. Obviously, Sean Johnson's still out. And when Johnson comes back, I think the plan is to move Moylan to fullback again, uh, where he's played so many games. But yeah, this team this team has some potential. It's just a matter of whether they can stay fit. And you know, losing is going to be a big loss because he was very important for them. Yeah, and then
0: and Hiroti's
1: in yeah, exactly.
0: Ramian. Um, I'm gonna go
1: Canberra. Yeah, Canberra. You, I say this about the Sharks, but Canberra is in that. I think there's a the top five this year. Everyone knows who the, that that five is gonna be. It's Panthers, bravados, Storm, Roosters, and Raiders. Yeah. And they're, every week, unless they're versing each other, I'm probably gonna tip one of them.
0: Yeah. So to recap on those tips, we've gone.
1: Oh, only one difference.
0: Only one difference. Once again, yeah. Once again, um, so we've both gone Melbourne to beat Parra I've gone the Warriors, and you've gone the Knights. the Knights. I don't hate
1: the Warriors. I just I, I'm, I know I've tipped to Gibson twice. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, I don't hate them. Yeah. I just think that the Knights are a better tech. Okay. <laughs> just, just I um, could be wrong. Uh, we've both gone Gold Coast over Brisbane. Both gone Penrith to beat the Dogs. The Souths to beat Manly. Cowboys to get it done against the Dragons, the Roosters over the Tigers, and Canberra over the Sharks. Yep. Now, Michael, Mm -hmm. I know that it's a long way to play catch-up, but for anyone listening on at home that feels the need to participate in our tipping comp, and you know what, why wouldn't you? You get a shout-out if you pick the round. Uh, The pin is 5 jyh 4 c R uh, nine on the NRL tipping app.
1: Yeah, and if you've already put in your tips into the NRL tipping uh, app last round, and you end up joining our league, uh, your tips from last round still count as well. Yeah. So you know if you're if you're in another comp, you can still join ours. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, Emmanuel. I think that's it for the week. I think it is. Um, I'm excited for this week. You've got you should you should get a win this week because you don't want to start the season three and oh and three (laughs) so good luck (laughs) yeah the eye eye rolling is I I think
0: actually we should consider doing next week's um, podcast live streamed so people can (laughs) see the reactions as we banter yeah yeah, of course round two is a down round in in um, anticipation of next week's derby between Souths and the Chooks so Um, Have a good week, everyone. Thanks for listening. And Michael, how good is Rugby League? How good is Rugby League? Thanks, Emmanuel.